2: Welcome back to the x everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Now, if you'd like to uh, send me an email, it's x at X-Zone Radio TV.com On all social media sites, x Radio TV. And to find out about this programming schedule for the x Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And uh, for the Zone TV channel, which is exclusive to Simultv, visit www.simultv.com. And we're coming to you around the world tonight on the Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and our broadcast affiliates, wherever they are on this great big planet of ours. My guest this hour is Dr. Dazi, and um, she has been practicing hypno- hypnotherapy as well as doing healing and clairvoyant uh, sessions for the past 20 years. And uh, she's got quite, a, quite an extensive bio, so why don't we just bring her on and let, us, let her tell us a little bit about herself. Dr. Dazi, welcome to the Exxon.
1: Well, thank you, and how are you tonight?
2: I'm very good, thank you, ma'am. Thank you for asking. So tell us a little bit about yourself, doctor.
1: Well, you said 20 years. It's really been 40 years, because I'm 80.
2: Uh, somebody should have... I up... don't
1: tell anybody, usually. I just let them think I'm, like, 35 and, you know, success. But I have had a major design business in New York. I've lived all over the world. Mm-hmm. I worked for the CIA when I was 55. I've just done a myriad of things, but I have always been clever. I have always have done, th- done healings and... I read poems, and I'm getting ready to do a podcast where I'm going to do a theater of the mind, which is an eight-minute hypnosis, and talk about different things, and read a couple of my guest letters. So I think I'm going to take a little, uh, what do I want to say? I'm going to let you monitor monitor me, would you please?
2: (laughs) Um, You say you were with the CIA. What were you in the CIA?
1: living in Providenia, Russia. Mm-hmm. I was working there with native, uh, native at-risk kids. But I really was, had been recu- recruited from the Anchorage of Alaska, University of Alaska Anchorage by a guy who was my handler. And he had something very special for me to do over there, which I did, and I was there five years. I married a Russian surgeon and brought him home. I call him my trophy husband. But it was a very interesting time. Isn't it it rather? I was living two lives. I'm sorry.
2: Isn't it rather unusual for a former operative to to admit they were a CIA agent field uh, field agent?
1: Oh, at my age and weight, honey, it's not a problem because it was a special project. It was great. It was fun.
2: So how did you go from being a designer to being a CIA operative to getting into being a psychic and medium?
1: Or well, clairvoyant? I've been a psychic and medium all my life. And I've had many lives, I guess, doing this kind of stuff, but I was a Virginia in Mexico for the ambassador from the United States to Mexico. And the countess who I traveled with, always said they're going to try and find out what private school you went to. So I said, okay. So here they came with a full fish. And how you eat it is you eat one side and then you flip it with your fork and your knife and you eat the other side. But the very funny thing about it is once we had eaten and I started telling them fortunes, they didn't care if I was purple.
3: Mm.
2: Okay, so I... I,
1: And I was married to Victor Barnes of Barnes & Noble Bookstores. That was one of my lives this time.
2: So how many lives do you think you've lived?
1: Well, I know in the 20s I was a madam in a whorehouse in Chicago. And a lot of, when I was single for 17 years, a lot of guys I had, I thought, man, you've been to my whorehouse. And a lot of women I meet who... My different travels and stuff, I think, she's been to my whorehouse, and she was good. I'd hire her again.
2: So you've lived a rather fascinating
1: life. Yes, very much so. And the reason I didn't want to tell you I was 80 is because on thefieldgoodplace.com, which is my website, there's a picture of me that was a headshot from my television show. Mm Mm-hmm. And I called your student and I said, Can we just I didn't realize this wasn't going to be on T V and I said, Can we just put a picture of me up when I was thirty five and I can talk and be eighty and no one will ever know. <laughs> so so much for that.
2: Yeah, we don't go for deceit around here.
1: Well, I know. You know, there's <laughs> being deceitful was just kinda of a little shady.
2: Well, to me being shady is being deceitful.
1: Oh, I know. I'm just teasing
2: you. All right. So uh, what kind of psychic or clairvoyant uh, things have you done, and for who?
1: Well, as you know, as I told you, on my bio, I did uh, Shirley MacLaine and David Copperfield and a lot of celebrities that came through Tulsa. My show was in Tulsa, played in every cable system in the country. Some of the people, I can't tell. But... You know, you just look at someone like I want to ask you a question. Sure. I just I've been dying all day too. Mm-hmm. Are you getting ready to travel? Nope. Or Have you just been traveling?
2: Nope.
1: Well, there's something coming up that you're going to travel. It's going to be kind of fun. You're going to have a good time. It's not a bad thing.
2: Well, I'll tell you so, so, I'll tell you something I can't travel right now. Um because, right. because of well, you're the psychic. You tell me why I can't. Oh,
1: come on, baby, now, don't be that way. <laughs> oh no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no! Come on. Well,
1: let's see. Are you in a wheelchair? Mm-hmm. Is one of your right foot broken? Nope. I think that, that has to do with your heart.
2: No, I'm perfectly healthy.
1: I don't
2: think so. No, uh, I know so, but the reason I can't travel is okay. because because Canada is under a travel lockdown.
1: Well, now I know, but I thought you had something wrong with you. I mean, of course Canada's got a lockdown. But we live, we have a lot of Canadians, and they're just dying to go home, and they can't.
2: Uh, they can if they want to spend the $2,000 a night to spend in a hotel until the government clears them.
1: Well, I know, but none of them want to do that. Yeah. Um, so,
2: what are some? So of your when
1: they look, that you're going to travel. Oh, I saw, I just because well, I just see wheels turning around you.
2: Okay, um, what are some of your greatest predictions?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I haven't kept track of them.
2: Well, tell me some of the major predictions that you've come up with.
1: Well, I just I I really haven't. I've okay. just done normal things because I've been normal.
2: Alrighty. Um, in the bio you sent us, uh, you, one of the questions you want us to ask you was something about arrested in Jackson, Mississippi.
1: I was. What for? I was, on, I was on the radio there, and all the telephone systems went down. The hospital called the radio station and take her off, we can't get a call. And then three detectives came. they arrested me because it's illegal to tell fortunes in Mississippi. Of course, when we got to the police station, Mm -hmm. they wanted to know about their caliform, the other one wanted to know about a relationship, I can't remember what the other one wanted, but they all wanted to know something. And they were just as inclusive as everybody (laughs) everybody called in on the phone. Wow. So, you know, and so that's just kind of the way it's been in my life. Like Jean Dixon when she was in Tulsa, <laughs> she didn't want to be on the stage with me. She only does it alone. I said, "Fine, no problem." Everybody hit the ceiling, but you know, it's not a big deal for me. What is is what happens happens, and you just have to stay positive. And that's what I hypnotize people about all the time: is you got, you are the owner of your life. The buck stops with you. If you want to have a pretty party, you have one. If you don't want to and you want to be positive, you'll be positive. But you have to change the subconscious mind of people because from the time they're born till they're eight, they take on all the attributes of the people who are raising them. Mm -hmm. Then they go to school and they get a big shock. My God. Thing, people think differently, and it, as that grows, the onion grows, if you will, and then you get to the point where it's invading your thoughts, even though you have been very positive and working very hard, those are always playing. So you have to release them and put new thoughts in your mind. Well, that's what I've been doing. Just I love to see what's in people's minds. I love it because
2: they're all so different. And and um, what was it in your life, you know, like a lot of people that I talk to have something in their life that happened to put them on the path of being, let's say, a, a paranormal investigator or a Bigfoot researcher or a psychic or a medium or a clairvoyant. What was it in your life that, that put you well, on it the really path? Wo-
1: it really wasn't because my grandmother started teaching me as soon as I could walk and talk. And when I went to school, it was the biggest shock I ever had. I thought everybody did this. Nobody did. So they all wanted to know what was happening, what was happening. So, I mean, i I just been raised differently.
3: Mm.
2: Now, what what is it about hypnosis that, you know, got you so interested in that, that you decided to, you know, make it part of what you do?
1: Well... Like I told you, I like to see how people tick. And I very like to help people get better and go on and accomplish their goals. I can tell you something in my hypnosis. I have a client in Anchorage. She sells insurance in Anchorage. Mm -hmm. We are working on $500,000 in income. We're about $400,000 now. We've been doing this for five years every week. But it, its just a lot to get us five hundred thousand dollars insurance in Anchorage, Alaska.
2: I imagine it would. I imagine it would. So, so how does this work? How are you going to get her to that goal?
1: Well, we every week I hypnotize her. First, we talk about the different problems or the different new clients she's going to approach, or what's happening. And then we decide what are we going to hypnotize you for? And then I hypnotize her and she works on it because she knows exactly how she wants to place it. I bring her back and that's how it's worked. It's worked with a lot of people like that.
2: Fascinating. Listen, you and I have to take our first commercial break, uh, Dr. Dawsey, please stand by And exonation. our guest this hour is Dr. Dawsey. And her website is www.thefeelgoodplace.com. That's www.thefeelgoodplace.com. And we'll return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
1: travel
2: Welcome back, everyone. This is the XON. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't forget, if you'd like to see the broadcast schedule of the Exxon Broadcast Network and what show is playing at what time, visit us online at www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel, that is, according to the programming department at Simul TV that is watched by 43 million people around the world, visit www.simultv.com. Dr. Dazey is our guest of this hour. Her website is thefeelgoodplace.com. How does how does hypnosis work, Dr. Dazi?
1: Well, Let me tell you something first. My father was from Agua. so my name is Jose, and I don't ever see it anyplace in the world. Huh? Have you ever heard of it? No, ma'am. Hmm. Because the last time that we were together before he died, we went to Canada when they had the big snowstorm. I was about 14, and some big, big had died, and we were watching all that, but Canada's beautiful. They had a big farm outside outside of Ottawa. So you want to know how hypnosis works? Yes, ma'am. Would you like me to hypnotize you?
2: No, ma'am. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no you no fun whatsoever.
2: You could try, but I know it won't work. Many people have tried.
1: Well, you know what? You don't want it to work, and that's fine. See, that's your choice. Yep. And as long as they know that, they shouldn't even try. Well, you know, they're wasting their breath.
2: Well, you know, a lot of people have egos, and they think that they can do what no one else can do, and they give it yeah. a try, and they fall. <laughs>
1: can put your ego you know where and that's fine well you have to know how the mind works and when you like I said before from the time you're born until you're about eight you're in a hypnotic state most of the time you're like a little sponge you take everything in and then as you get older you start to make beliefs of your own and then when you're hypnotized You can go back to those beliefs and change them out. And you can change what they call the tapes out in your head that are playing over and over and over again for new ones. Once you're hypnotized and you're in in that certain level of mind. And that's how it works. It's very simple. Hmm. There's nothing mysterious about it at all. And I've often said control freaks absolutely once they figure out what they can do, they can build houses, they can do anything in their mind that they can't do when they're trying to control everybody. So, but that's just how it works.
2: Ah. So what is Squeeze for Ease?
1: Well, it's a book I wrote. It's on sale at Amazon. And it's about you squeeze your wrist when you're having a problem, you squeeze your forearm to get rid of it, And you squeeze your shoulder to put a new thought in there. And a lot of people use it in board meetings because no one knows if you're squeezing, you know, what part of your wrist, your arm, and your shoulder. And so in the book, it tells how exactly to do it and how you can sit and hypnotize yourself, which is very, very effective. And let me ask you a question. How do you think you see if you were hypnotized?
2: Uh, How would I see?
1: Mm -hmm. What would you... If I told you, see a rose, would you see a rose? Would you know what a rose is? Would you feel what it is? What would you do, do you think?
2: I'd do everything that you just said.
1: All three? Yeah. See, so some people only just see it. Some people feel it. Like when I'm reading with someone... They'll say, okay, say this to them, and I'll say it. it. comes out of my mouth, and I don't have any control over it. And I'm right. But that's how I get my stuff. And then I just let it go.
2: Okay. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out the correlation here between, see, see, you know, feeling arose, rose, uh, knowing where one is, and the, and, the, and the other parts of this question that you asked me, what it's got to do with hypnotism.
1: Well, it's how you see things when you're hypnotized.
2: So so basically you're seeing it in the inner eye.
1: Yes, I, you could say that. Absolutely. So what's your inner eye tell you? Are you seeing it? Are you feeling it? Or do you just know what it is? No.
2: Plus, I can smell it.
1: Well, of course. You could. <laughs> Not everybody can has a smell like yours, honey. So that's fine. All righty. Ask me about shooting fish in a barrel. All right. Tell
2: me about shooting. Because
1: I bet you you'd be pretty good at this. All
2: right. So tell me about shooting fish in a barrel.
1: Have you ever been in an airport? In fact, I was in a seminar the other day, and I wanted to sit in the front row. And they were all taken and I kept watching her scale and telling her, You don't like this seminar, you're gonna leave. She got up and left. And that's called shooting, fishing the bell. You send your you hook your mind to their mind and you start bombarding them with thoughts. Like I used to have a girlfriend, she was a sales manager for a radio station in Memphis mm-hmm. and she she just liked rough, you know what. So she'd call me and she'd say, do you want to go out? And I'd say, oh, sure, I'll just, but don't take any money or any identification. So we'd go and we'd be sitting there and she'd look around and she'd say, I want that one. I'd say, okay. And so I'd sit there and I'd just be sending messages to him. Pretty soon he'd come over to the table and he'd say, you know, I don't know why I'm here, but I just knew I had to come here. And I thought, buddy, you just don't have any idea what a night you're going to have tonight. So they had a drink, dance, and, and I left. Well, of course, she had what she wanted, he had what he wanted, uh-huh. and that's shooting fish in a barrel. Okay. And so you can do that, I'm sure.
2: Well, I, I, if I could do it, I wouldn't, because I don't feel it's my place to influence anybody else except myself.
1: <laughs> can I just rub your crown?
2: You don't need from to. Your
1: stars? <laughs> you're neat. I love you a lot. Oh, you're thank a, you. You're okay.
2: Yeah, I guess that comes from being a police officer.
1: Oh, were you? Yeah. I have a good friend, and we call him the general,
2: mm.
1: who was a cop in New York.
2: No, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm. you know, like, I've always played by the book. So does he. Yep.
1: Absolutely, and I respect you for it. I think it's great because you don't meet meet very many people to play by the book anymore.
2: Oh, you know what I think they're out there. I just think the bad guys get more publicity than the do, good guys do these days.
1: Yeah, but I mean, even in in your own circle, sometimes I think people don't always play by the book.
0: Well,
2: if I don't know,
1: but that that's just yeah. my observation.
2: I, I guess. I guess. Um what are clickers?
1: Well, my son, who, th- this is passed down to both my kids. Remember when those crackers they used to have and there were two balls on a string? Well, we would have psychic meetings, and people would come and Barton would just, with his mind, make those clickers work. I see. They just, and all of a sudden, a woman said something to him. He was about 10, I think. And he never could do it after that.
0: Wow!
1: Once he was aware of it, he couldn't do it. It was so funny. So that's what happens sometimes when people play with your mind.
2: But but isn't that a little unethical about playing with somebody else's mind?
1: With hypnosis, no, because they've given you permission. No, no. Shooting fish in the barrel is a different ballgame.
2: Yeah, let's talk about fish in the barrel because, you know, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of underhanded and you know i, I, I that just doesn't Bad sit right result with
1: me. was great I don't think so well if you can't do <laughs> you it, it him.
2: you know it, if you can't do things on your on your own using your own abilities then it's not worth doing
1: well that's you know that that's every man's opinion
2: well okay this is this guy's opinion tell me does self-hypnosis really work
1: Yes, it really does. And you can sit very quietly, wear your eyes back as far as they'll go, and that oh. will put you in a state of hypnosis. Then you can just close your eyes. Yeah. And that's why I was asking, how do you see?
2: Oh, I see. Is there a difference between self-hypnosis and meditation?
1: Yeah, I think so. Self-hypnosis is a real... I mean, you're after something. With meditation, people are just trying to stay calm, and but they're not working on a goal in meditation, I don't think.
2: I see. So what would a person use self-hypnosis for?
1: Well, if you wanted to stop smoking, mm-hmm. if you wanted to stop biting your nails, if you wanted to stop being so negative... Anything.
2: Well, how would it work, for example, uh, if, if, if somebody wanted to use self, uh, self-hypnosis to stop smoking? Uh-huh. How would that work?
1: Well, they would uh, then get quiet, and every day they would see themselves smoking less. Mm-hmm. And at night, just before they go to sleep, they would tell themselves, I'm a non-smoker. Because... Once you go to sleep, your subconscious mind—that's where your dreams come from. And so it goes into your subconscious mind, and pretty soon you believe it, and you're a non-smoker.
2: Wow. So is this a—is this something like mind over matter?
1: No, I don't think so. It's mind over your subconscious mind. It's what you want presently, and getting rid of what's old.
2: Oh, I see. So it's basically convincing yourself not to do it.
1: Yes, exactly. And training your subconscious mind, you're a non-smoker.
2: Gotcha. Is everybody psychic? And are there yeah. people who are afraid of being psychic?
1: Yes, very much so. Like like you were talking earlier about someone that had an experience and it set them on a path. But a lot of times, people have an experience, and it scares them, and they don't want to know. Like New Year's Eve, many years ago, Mm -hmm. I took my brother's hand, and I held it.
3: Yeah.
1: And I said, oh, my God, Tom's going to get killed. So I said to my mom, you better make peace with Tommy, because they were getting along. They were like two peas in a pod. And he was out at Roy Clark's Ranch in Tulsa. He was managing Tommy Overstreet. And his wife was playing with someone else, and he caught her. And he raised his corvette in and flipped it on the ice and was killed within two weeks. And he came to me, and I kept saying to him, Tom, go to the light, because he was afraid he didn't know what had happened. I said, go to the light, Tommy. Just go to the light. And finally he did, and then I settled down. So that's, you know... That if I had been a normal person and that had happened to me, I'd have never touched this stuff again, never. But I've said I, you know, it isn't easy being green, and I'm green, and I know it, and so I just go with the flow.
2: And I must go to my news break here. Please stand by. Dr. Dajee is our guest of this hour. Exonation. www.feelgoodplace.com. And uh, we'll both be back on the other side of this news break as we continue here in the X Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, on the X Zone Broadcast Network, Talk Star Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and on SimulTV at www.simulTV on the X Zone TV channel. We'll be back after this break. Don't go away. And welcome back. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. If you'd like to send me an email, exxonetxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV. For the broadcast schedule of the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel, visit www.simultv.com and uh, just uh, pull down the channel guide and click on the Exxon TV channel. Dr. Dawsey is our special guest, and um, you've, you've moved a lot, around a lot, Doctor. Where was your most favorite place to live?
1: Well, I have to tell you, I keep my roots in a barrel. And every time, time I have to move, I pick up my my barrel and I go, and wherever I am, I'm home. And that's the attitude I've had for a long time. Or I think I would have just, you know, I would not have done the things I've done.
2: But was there one place that you found more more to your liking than another place? Uh, for example. Uh you, you were in Russia, you were in Alaska, you were in Florida. Where were
1: in London?
2: Yeah, so where 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 was your most favorite place to live?
1: Mm, I don't know. I liked them all very, very much because I was very happy in each one of them. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't give you an answer because my answers are all equal.
2: Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Do you also do palm reading?
1: I can. I do that because people like to be touched, and I think on my pad, my podcast, I'm going to have them p- p- do their palm on a copy machine and send it to me, and then I will read it on there. I'll pick one and read it, but. I'd like to look at your hand. (laughs) You're gonna live a long time, aren't you? I hope so. You've decided that. Yeah. And you're like a Mack truck. If you want something, you want it.
2: And I always get. What's
1: your zodiac sign? Do you know?
2: Yeah, I know it's Taurus.
1: Oh my God, Taurus the bull who sits in the middle and eats daisies Mm. and does not like surprises at all. Do you know what your moon sign is?
0: Nope.
1: Nope. Would you like to know? Sure. Sure. What's your birthday? I
2: don't give that out. I'm sorry? I don't give that out.
1: Well, then I can't do your moon sign. All
2: right, so we don't do a moon sign.
1: That's okay. That's not the end of your world or mine. (laughs) So what else would you like to talk about?
2: Well, you've you've done so much in your life. You know, worked for the CIA. You've uh, done. Uh, you, you, uh, am I correct in saying that you were married to the one of the owners of Barnes and Noble? I was. In this lifetime, it was,
1: his, it was his father that started it. He was a son, Victor, and he hunted rattlesnakes. And he and his partner lived with the rattlesnake, and every time ca- someone came by, the snake would rattle. Mm-hmm. And then they'd know someone was coming. Well,
2: cool. I, I just i just thought of something. You said that you needed somebody's hand in order to read the palm, and you said, let me look at your hand. How could you have a copy of my hand when I've never sent you anything?
1: Well, I just saw a line that told me you we were very determined. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this. You won't like it, but I think it's true. I don't think you're a great people person. I think you play, you go out, and you do your thing, and you're a big star and all this, and then you like to be home alone. Your health looks good. What I was laughing about is you're kind of a sex maniac.
2: Oh boy!
1: You oh boy! <laughs> we don't talk about that, do we? <laughs> well,
2: I, I don't. I don't see why not, especially since I have six children and uh, we have thirteen grandchildren.
1: Well. That's and then that's in your left hand. That's what things you came with. I was looking in your right hand about what's going on with you now. You're also pretty psychic yourself. You don't like to let anybody know it, because that would be dishonest. But I think you are, and I think you get visions, and I think you know stuff.
2: Well, I think everybody is psychic. I think that people yeah. read...
1: Yeah, but some are more more developed than others, and you're very developed. Sorry. Is true.
2: Yeah, you know so, something that something that 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 just you were talking about my health and you said I'm in good health and yet before you said I had heart problems. So which I is it? I
1: think you do. I think those are going to happen. I really do. I think that's going to be what's going to kill you. But that's a long way away.
2: Okay, because I, I I'm just getting confused because one part.
1: Oh, no, I I made it sound like it was right now, yeah. but it isn't. It's oh, a okay. long way away. Okay. Um,
2: How do you deal with skepticism?
1: Well, just like I've dealt with you all evening. Uh, You're very nice, you're very kind, and you're a skeptic.
2: Well, I'm a person who lives by the law of physical evidence.
1: Well, you're a skeptic. What can I tell you? And it's fine. I don't think How I'm a skeptic. I with you. We got to, have we not gotten along fine, or have I missed something? No, no,
2: no. We're doing fine. We're doing fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, but I, I, you see. I'm talking about the mystical, and you're talking about a cement rock that you can see, touch, and feel.
2: Well, you know what? Over the years, I've been doing this show now for 30 years. Have you? Yeah. And I've met more charlatans than anything else doing this show. I'll bet. So I will bet. you see when I first started this I was green. I I, I would believe yeah. everything. <laughs> but now well, it's
1: you, take it you know
2: but after being having my eyes opened by those who claim to have the ability to to do so many wonderful things and yet they can't I it's not skepticism it's called you know I I live in a world of reality where re, we're where my world is real, and unless I can see, feel, touch. Just like that rose we were talking the, about.
1: Yeah, the cement block. It doesn't exist. <laughs> unless you can touch it, feel it, or see it.
2: Well, don't you think in this world that we need to be more realistic than live in a land of woo-wooism?
1: Well, I don't live in a land of
2: woo-wooism. No, no, no. I, I, was, I wasn't you talking a million to you.
1: Dollar no. Corporation Yvonne does a designs for the great woman and live in Moo ru- 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 Land. No, no, I wasn't. I
2: wasn't talking about you.
1: No, okay, no. Okay, but I mean, I'm a guest on your show, and uh, let me tell you. Okay, you want to know other things I've done? Let me tell you. There was I was on the radio in Birmingham, Alabama,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I did readings, and they'd come to my home, mm-hmm. and these two women came in. And they said, we want to know what you know about the murder. And I had talked it on, on the air that this cop had killed his wife and she was buried in the Carolinas in a forest. And I just saw it. And so they came in. They wanted to know. Finally, I figured out who they were. And I told them what I knew, and they left. Then the FBI visited me, wanted to know how I knew what I knew. And then they watched the house for a while because I was kind of afraid. And I swore I'd never work with the police again.
2: Wow. No, you see, when I said woo, I was not talking to you and I was not referring to you. I was talking to the other five or 6,000 guests that I've interviewed individually over the years.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's a bad apple in every barrel. And sometimes this is an easy thing for people to get into. Mm-hmm. And people are gullible.
2: Uh, why do people go to psychics? Why can't they figure out their own issues themselves? Why? I believe that the the answer to any question is on the other side of that mirror that everybody looks into this into every day.
1: Well, if you look in the mirror and just start watching in the mirror, you'll see your face change. You'll you'll do a past life. Try it. Mm-hmm. Well, you may not try. it, Maybe your wife will. But
2: um, I, I <laughs> no no that. Let's get back to what I asked you. I asked you. I don't
1: know. I, you know What's what's karma? I say karma's a bitch, and it's gonna bite you if you don't live right. Many people know about this, but do they care? No, they do bad stuff, and they're gullible. And why do they have to come to a psychic? Because people can see things for them, and maybe they want an assurance that this is really what's going to happen. They're thinking it, and mm-hmm. they're feeling it, but they're not sure. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Do you also do tarot cards?
1: I do. People like me to do them once in a while, but I haven't done them for a long time. I c- kind of grown out of them, yeah. I think.
2: In, in your opinion, what is the most accurate form of divination?
1: Oh, my. You know, I really don't know, because everybody that's good mm-hmm. has their specialty.
2: But based on and the years,
1: some of them could say astrology. Yeah. Some of them could say the tarot cards. No, no, Some no. of them could just say just clairvoyant
2: Like I am. No, no. What I asked you was, what, in your opinion, is?
1: I know. Okay, so. And I'm telling you, I don't have an opinion because there's so many different people who do specialized things.
2: Okay, I see. All so righty. I'm not
1: evading you. I just don't know.
2: Now, I, I see on on the information that you sent us, you have a Ph.D. What's your Ph.D. in?
1: Organized religion. And, and the only thing I found for my dissertation is so many wars were fought in the name of God.
2: Wow. And, and where did or you... I'm
1: agnostic.
2: And where did you get your degree from?
1: In the University of London.
2: Oh, wow. How long
1: well, was, I so close to Herod, and so when I... It was over there, I liked it, and I said, this is what I'm going to do, so that's what I did. I did a lot of, you know, long distance, but I did it.
2: Oh, it was a long distance course?
1: No. Yeah. I worked it out with my professors so that I could take my stuff back to New York and work on it.
2: Oh, cool. And how long did that take you?
1: Well, it took me about 10 years. It was not an easy thing to do, but I made up my mind I was going to do it.
2: And what do you think the, the uh, how have you best used your degree and, and and what you've learned?
1: I haven't. I haven't. No? It made me so upset. Why? What? Well, why people kill each other and why they go to war. Well,
2: nine times out of ten, it's all about religion.
1: Oh, I know. That's what I told you.
2: Yeah. that
1: confirmed it for me, and, man, that just turned me off. I'm a very different person. How so? Well, I just am. I think differently. I don't think like you do. I think like myself. I think like a psychic. I see. uh, My mother said to me one time, she said, Bonnie, you'll never turn it off. And I said, why? She said, because you're too nosy. she was right. (laughs) Really? eh?
2: Um, We've got to take our final commercial soon. When we come back, more with our guest this hour, Dr. Dawsey. And explanation, if you'd like to contact Dr. Dawsey or find out more about her, visit her website at www.thefeelgoodplace.com. That's www.thefeelgoodplace.com thefeelgoodplace.com. Don't forget, you can always send me an email, exxon at TV.com. Love getting your comments about past shows. And uh, send me an email. You're listening to this, this hour with Dr. Dozzi. Tell me, are you a believer or are you a skeptic? Send me your email to <laughs> exxon at TV.com. Also, for the... Um, We have uh, Dr. Bernie Beitman is coming back here to the Exxon Broadcast Network. Bernie uh, comes back joining us on the air on March the 1st. And we're looking forward to having Dr. Bernie back talking about the world of coincidence and synchronicities. I'll be back on the other side of this uh, short break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon with yours truly Rob McConnell from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Uh, Dr. Dawsey is our special guest to this hour. Her website is thefeelgoodplace.com. As a psychic, uh, do you have any psychic predictions for the years to come?
1: Well, I think we're going to be under this mask-wearing thing for another year, if not going on two. This is not an easy thing that's going to be conquered, I don't think. How about kind of bad news.
2: How about your political views? Uh, predictions. Oh, I
1: don't ever do much political stuff.
2: Because
1: no, I... I wanted Trump to win. Obviously, he didn't. So, you know, sometimes I miss.
2: Yep. It's a 50-50 chance, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I picked the wrong one, but I like him because he's a businessman. He thinks like a businessman. He doesn't think like a politician. Yeah. And that's what made everybody so crazy. Um, If you had me back, Let's talk about energy the next time.
2: All right. We'll we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, tell me about always being green.
1: Well, if you're psychic, you never relate to anybody personally. And you're just green.
2: So you're neutral.
1: Or, or red.
2: But what is the significance of the color green?
1: It isn't. It's, it's the color I just picked. I see. In my healing room, when we go in there, we go do green, blue, and pink. Blue is for relaxation, green is for healing, pink is for love.
2: That makes sense. Um, And
1: so I always put them in the healing room, and it goes through their mind, body, spirit, and soul Mm -hmm. with speed, ease, comfort, and joy.
2: You're a certified sleep specialist. Now, what is that?
1: Well, it just means I can tell people that can't go to sleep to go to sleep. It's just a it's just a class I took because I wanted I was interested in it.
2: Okay, and uh, let me see, you're a, you're a life coach.
1: I I do a lot of coaching with my hypnosis. Mm-hmm.
2: And EF- I'm an
1: EFT master, which is great. I love the EFT. Now what and I'm is? An intuitive.
2: Now what's EFT?
1: EFT is, okay, I'm holding my wrist and I'm saying, even though I am dizzy mm-hmm. and not walking right, I totally and completely accept myself. And I tap. I tap the top of my head. Right. I tap my eyebrows. I tap beside my eye, under my nose, under my lip, my collarbone, under my where my bra strap is. On my karate chop, and I do that, and I swear to God, I have been so dizzy, and I'm 80, so, and I've had both my knees done. So sometimes boxing is a problem. It's like it just stopped overnight.
2: Hmm. Is it like your Squeeze for Ease program?
1: Yes, it is in a way, only this is different because it's more into hypnosis.
2: Now what's the? Diff- yes,
1: I could say it is. Okay, and I have learned it, right, mastered it, so before what I-, I didn't know about it.
2: What is the difference between an intuitive and a clairvoyant?
1: Nothing. Oh. <laughs> People just like like to put tags on us.
2: Now who gave you the name Give the cla- tag. who gave you the name the clairvoyant doctor?
1: Me. Oh. Good PR.
2: And you've written three books, Candle Magic, Squeeze for Ease, and...
1: Uh, Master, mastering Self-Hypnosis.
2: Okay. Uh, candle Magic. Tell us about that.
1: It's great. If you want to... And you have to be kind of mystical for this. This is not for everybody. But you can burn certain candles, do certain things. Like... A white candle will draw people to you. If you're really mad at someone, you burn a red candle and think about them. If you want to do healing on someone, and they're not into energy, you burn a blue, blue candle for them. So that's what that's all about. Let me ask but you that, magical. Well,
2: let me ask you this. Um, sure. while, while we were talking, Craig did a fast check, and uh, the majority of all candles sold at Christmas are red. No,
1: well, that's because it's Christmas.
2: So it's got nothing to do with people being mad yeah. at you. Okay, gotcha. No. Okay.
1: No. That's just by popular demand.
2: So let me see. Uh, you've done so much, and we've just kind of basically scratched the surface on everything you've done here tonight. Um I just saw something here that I was going to ask you about. The secrets, okay. to, uh, the secrets to be more liable, and charismatic.
1: I'm sorry.
2: Okay, in the information you sent us on the on the uh, the, the feel good place.
1: Uh, oh, I thought I thought you were doing the questions. Now say it to me again, please.
2: All right, you asked us, uh, or you sent us some information on the under the feel good place, In just a moment, I'll get to the part. Uh, where, you know, it's it's in your most recent bio starting 1998, and we go to the last paragraph, and it says, uh, Vegas, here we come. I wrote three books, Candle Magic, Squeeze for Ease, The Secrets to Be More Liable, and Charismatic. Now, what is your book about? Oh, that,
1: that one is about uh, learning how people talk. In other words, if you're a kinesthetic, you use certain words, and if you're selling something to you, They'll use your words. They will mimic what you do. If you're not ill, they'll say, doesn't that car just sound so beautiful? And so that's what that is, and it's great. We changed the title, but I think I'm going to go back to six, six, success, some, some, some success, because it's what it, it, you have to, Get on the same person's page to sell them something, to have them like you. Okay. And that's how salesmen are number one in their, in their given field, because they're good at that. And if you sit at a, at a table and they're rubbing their nose, they don't believe a damn thing you're saying.
2: Hmm. Interesting.
1: So, watch when people are across from you if they're rubbing your nose, mm-hmm. their nose or you're rubbing your nose. <laughs> you don't believe what they're telling you.
2: I understand. Now, but what, it says now the title here that you've sent us is The Secrets to Be More Liable. W- why would somebody want to be more liable?
1: Well, why not? You're a straight shooter. Not everybody is a straight shooter, but would like to be.
2: Why do people use deception?
1: Why did why has time started? Hell I don't know. I'm only eighty. I'm older than God, I realize that. But I'm only eighty. And I think when people are lack of self confidence, they use deception to make them feel better so people will accept them.
2: As a clairvoyant, as an intuitive, and as a psychic, how can people tell a good psychic or a good intuitive or a good clairvoyant from a bad one?
1: It's hard. If if you come in and they've got a crystal ball and all kinds of trappings around and they want money up front for a spell, get up and walk out.
2: I thought spells didn't work.
1: I said, if they want a spell, if you, if they want to charge you to put a spell on someone, mm-hmm. or on you, get up and walk out because they don't work.
2: Okay, but why? You know, like, has the internet brought the uh, brought the rats to the cheese when it comes to this psychic uh, boom that we've seen?
1: Oh, I think so.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Quick question here: What do you think about other aspects of the paranormal? For example, extraterrestrials and UFOs.
1: Oh, I believe in them because I saw them when I was living with the shaman in Shishmaref, Alaska, by the uh, the Arctic Circle. And they'd be out in the field; they were gray. It was fun.
2: So, have you met these ex- uh, these ETs?
1: I have had one come to me—only one. Scared me to death. Really. Mm-hmm. Did,
2: did it try to communicate with you? Mm-hmm. And was it a, a, a mind-to-mind communication? It
1: was a, yeah, it was a mind-to-mind thing. But I was afraid they were going to try and insert something in me, and that just scared me, because I, I read the books of people that have gone through that, and I just didn't want that.
2: And how about ghosts? Uh, are ghosts real?
1: Well, they're really spirits of people who have died, Mm -hmm. who have passed on. Right. So you can call them a spirit or you can call them a ghost. I think either one's fine. (coughs) But they're all the same person.
2: And and living in Alaska, did you have any opportunities to hear any Sasquatch stories or see any Sasquatch?
1: No. No. eh? And I lived with the shaman for two years, and... If someone was missing from the village, there's only a village of 500 people, they'd hang a boot up on a string, and which way it swung could tell you if they were alive or dead.
2: Oh, yeah, really? That's true. Wow. Uh-huh. How does that work?
1: I learned a lot from that shaman.
2: So do you also do shamanistic rituals as well?
1: I can. I I've, I've don't more, but I can.
2: So what's next for you, Dr. Dawsey? You've done so much. What? I'm sorry? I said, what is next for you, Dr. Dawsey?"
1: <laughs> I'm working on this podcast, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be just a Presents the Feel Good Place. And I'd like everybody to listen for it, because I've never done anything like this, and I'm really excited.
2: Well, you, you've done a radio show, and a radio show... I mean, I've
1: done, oh, I've done a television show. Yeah, um... And that was in Tulsa. And that played in every cable system... In the country, and I used to go out and speak. Mm. And then we had a, th- a three-camera set up. And what was so interesting, one night, my producer said to me, look at the monitor. There was a little mouse sitting there looking up at that screen, and we were doing theater of the mind, which is a hypnosis. And, and that mouse was just enthralled.
0: <laughs>
2: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let our listeners know how they can find out more about you, Dr. Dawsey.
1: Well, they just go to the field good place. They can sign up. And then I've got to accomplish your goals on Facebook. They could sign up there, but they'll get more information from when they sign up at the field good place. And I think now I haven't looked at it rightly. But I, I've i got musical things on there that they can clean their auras. Uh, do certain things. And I think that's what I'm giving away that they can any time go there, hit, that, hit the button, and hear that sound.
2: All right, Dr. Daze, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Take care of yourself, and uh, be safe. Hey, all right, ExoNation, that was Dr. Daze. Mm-hmm. Let me see, uh, CIA operative, psychic, intuitive, clairvoyant, uh, lived all over the world, Was married to the son of Barnes & Noble's fame. Met with aliens in Alaska. Lived with a shaman. Uh, She's also a... She plays poker for fun. Won the championship of Alaska. And the list goes on and on and on and on. What do I think about it? This music will say it all. Just give it a second. Oh, we know what this means, right? Some psychic. She said I was going to travel. And then when I questioned her about that, she said it's because I've got a broken foot. Nope. I don't have a broken foot. She told me I was going to have heart issues, or I have heart issues, and then later on she said I was healthy. Questioned it, she changed her answer. On a scale of one to a million, credibility here, and eh, zero. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Send me your emails, Xone at Xone Radio TV. We'll be back. Don't go away.